Well, welcome to the uh, Front Row Podcast with Coach Mark Godfrey. I'm fired up today. I've got uh, a couple guys here sitting with me that I have known for probably 40. I think I've, I've mapped it out here today. It's at least 40, uh, almost 40 years. And I came to UCLA to coach as an assistant coach in uh, 1988 and uh, soon met David and Dana Pump. And... Uh, you guys have just kind of carved an amazing uh, way for yourself, and we're just going to kind of talk about it today. So welcome. Welcome, Thank both you. of you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So let's go back and just kind of for everybody listening, uh, kind of an overview. You guys kind of have your hand in all kind of different pots. You've had an amazing run. You've raised a ton of money for uh, the Northridge Hospital, um, some amazing causes, uh, Ticket business, uh, sports business, at one time AAU basketball. I mean, you've just, there's really not a whole lot you haven't done, but kind of go all the way back. And you guys give me a, give me a little bit of an idea of how that kind of started, um, even starting kind of right after high school, college, because I think that's kind of when you guys started maybe building kind of some momentum. So give, give me a story a little bit about that. You know, when Dana and I uh, were in high school, as every young uh, men and women out there, you know, we were trying to figure out, and we always loved sports in our early days. Dana and I loved baseball card, and we had every hustle you can imagine, selling <laughs> flowers on the corner, sure et cetera. And just through the game of basketball, which we loved, and Dana and I went to a Division Five uh, high school, Pacific Hills, and is formerly Bel Air Prep, and. You know, we were great players at that school, but between the three of us, it was a Division V school. And, uh, you know, through basketball, has opened the doors to so many great avenues. And uh, it's been a hell of a run when we think about it. And, and I just think about when I first met you at Campbell Hall, and Dana and I have always used the phrase, little fish become big fish. And to see you get a head job at Murray State and then from Murray State, you know, going to Alabama, then Alabama going to NC State. And, you know, I do remember in the early days when you were a young assistant at UCLA, recruiting, seeing you recruit the O'Bannon brothers, et cetera. So, you know, you've had a great run, and uh, Dana and I have had a first-row seat watching you uh, coach. Yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, our story started out, we started running uh, basketball camps. And we you, we never wrote down our path on how we're going to do this, how we're going to support ourselves, how we're going to... But anytime you have a passion and a love for something, I think we obviously love people. Uh, we are definitely people person. And we started off running basketball camps. And that was our first seed that we planted you know, running camps. And the camps led us to our scouting service. It was That's right. Don Mead. That's right. That's right. And then from there, we That's competed right. with another guy named Slam and Jam. That's right. Izzy Washington. Mm -hmm. And and then there was another guy named John Farrell. Mm -hmm. And we kept creating different ways to, to run our business and create revenue. Then at a young age, we meet L.A. Gear. Mm -hmm. I remember they gave us 600000 for grassroots basketball. And we were wearing shoes that lit up, you know. And, <laughs> but, you know, it's just amazing our, the run we had with exhibition games. We mm -hmm. play NC we State. Did. Alabama. Alabama. And just we kept creating different ways. And, like, even, like, today, 
We're 56 years old. Um, the ticket business has been a great source of income. We always say it's all about relationships. So all those relationships we started years ago have grown to really mm -hmm. help us, you know, in, in the real world. And then the, the biggest carrot to our heart is our foundation. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, honor mom and dad, 32 years now. I mean, uh, 23 years later, uh, We've given Northridge Hospital over 11 and a half million, given away over 13 million, three wings, mm -hmm. Carol Pump Women's Center, Harold and Carol Pump Oncology, and the Pump Family Infusion Center. But there's so many incredible stories that David and I have, like how we raised mm -hmm. the money and how we got things done and how we got Muhammad Ali to the dinner. And just there's a story behind everyone. So just for those who are listening and, uh, you know, a lot of people in the sports world, especially basketball world, they'll, they'll know who David and Dana Pump are. But sometimes people don't really know and they'll meet you guys and they're like, OK, what do those guys do? You know, and, they, and they're, they're trying to figure it out. And one one thing that I've always been impressed with and you guys know this is um, just how hard you work, how hard you work. And, you know, to to put on a gala that raises over the years close to or eleven and a half million to um Everything that you do in sports, it's because of, of how hard you hustle, how hard you work. Like some people, they don't understand how hard you have to work at this. It's not like you just wake up and then all of a sudden all these things happen. And uh, so I'm proud of you guys for that. I'm proud of, you know, as David mentioned, you know, even when I first met you guys, uh, I couldn't even tell you exactly where I met you, but I do remember the camp at Campbell Hall High School, probably 1988, maybe the summer. I'm a graduate assistant coach at UCLA. Hey, you want to work this camp? Sure, you know, I make make a hundred bucks or whatever you guys pay me. Probably didn't pay me anything, maybe a hundred, but <laughs> maybe some shoes. <laughs> but anyway, you go out there and you guys have hustled your way into you've got great college players who are working the camp. You've got the the best high school basketball players in all of Southern California. And you guys recruited and you just hustled and put it all together. And then you just just kept building and building and building. So Talk to me a little bit about, or, or uh, where do you think that kind of work ethic, that get up and go, we're going to accomplish it, we're going to get over the hump, we're going to do this. It's like you never take no. I'm going I'm to, we're going to solve this problem, and we're going to achieve whatever it is you're, you're working on. Where do you think that comes from? You know, I, I think when we started the basketball program, uh, the double pump, pump and run we've been able to build a foundation and through the foundation um, we've been able to monetize the relationships of the foundation to open up different <clears throat> avenues but there's two of us and we're both um, the yin and the yang yeah the yin and the yang <laughs> and, but, and I just think both Dana and I know how to monetize relationships and you know it's just with the foundation and one day Dane and I will will write a book and and we will give um, our description of how we raise the money but you have to build relationships you can't always gasp and uh, I think our net worth is is you know maybe the richest connectors in the world on relationships I would agree and you know, we, we've been really able to understand how to build relationships and we connect real dots. And we have incredible follow through. 
uh, I might be talking to you and you're saying something to me and I'll put it in my brain like we got to follow up. Mm-hmm. I, I really think like when you help anyone's children, you, you're able to get behind the velvet rope. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're really good at is be getting behind the velvet rope mm-hmm. uh, and be able to get people to do things like... Uh, once the dinner's over, we're working football, bringing people to the suite every weekend. It's 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 not a job; it's a passion. But <clears throat> we're already connecting, you know, donors, whales, and mm-hmm. nurturing it. It's like we always say: you gotta touch people three times before you make the ask. Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, and I think we're just good. I mean, David. Uh, some people like David. He's more of a passive personality. I'm more of an aggressive personality. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and Mark, and Mark, as you know, we got to keep Dana sometimes in the pocket. He likes he likes to scramble. But I, I would always say, people give to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people would say, God, they're aggressive. You cannot be where we're at with our charity and anything in life being passive no there's no question and i agree with you. I, I i use the thing what uh, dion says don't take our aggressiveness our cockiness our arrogance for our confidence but we're very confident in what we know well you you guys have uh you've built relationships that it's even hard for someone who's listening to even kind of grasp what, what we're talking about because if you went through your rolodex and the the lineup of celebrities and athletes coaches movie stars it doesn't matter who it is you know you guys are connected to those guys but here's what i've enjoyed um even the two times i've lived here in southern california and and been around you guys i think the guy the people that you connect with it's a genuine relationship it's not built the relationship is not built on hey you're just trying to you know milk them for a donation to the charity it's it's a relationship, and I'm, I'm going to give the listeners here a great example. Um, you know, Dana, uh, two twins right now that are how old right now? Two years. Oh, my goodness. Like two okay. months. Two years. Little boy and little girl. But at the christening at your, your church and your wife Leah's church downtown, South Central L.A., I'm there with 25 other people. Obviously, David is there, and you're going to um, dedicate the babies um, yeah. that, that morning. And sitting with me to my right, on my right side, is Sugar Ray Leonard. And on my left side, I can't remember, but it was a lineup of people. So it's not just, there, there's a relationship. It's, it's a real relationship. It's, no it's not a relationship built on anything but I, else. I think my wife plays a big part of she it. She does. does, because, you know, women, you, one of our secret sauce, and you can agree on this, David, uh, you got to be good with all the wives because mm-hmm. the wives move the needle for mm-hmm. the husband mm-hmm. and sugar ray it's all about burn <laughs> yeah, yeah I, probably I, lorna too with cedric yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> and, and and i would agree with dana and um you know and dana doesn't play golf and i play golf if you want to say it's golf but when you spend five hours with someone yeah. you can definitely build a great okay. relationship mm-hmm. and at least twice a week I'm out playing golf with people and, you know, building relationships and, and I, so I, forth. A great example, a donor of ours, I walk with them two, three times a week at the Rose Bowl at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And David always says to me, why do you get up mm-hmm. so early? I got to leave at 6. Because mm-hmm. for that hour, there's mm-hmm. no phones mm-hmm. and we're connecting yep. and we're, we're nurturing that 
that relationship. Yep. So you guys mentioned early on, and uh, you kind of started at a super, super young age, and you built some basketball camps. Then you built a, a college basketball scouting service. Then at some point, um, you dive into the whole travel team. You know, everybody calls it AAU, but really just travel basketball where you're getting the best players. Then at some point, you, you figure out how to uh, – the NCAA has now changed the legislation where you can't do it anymore, but you would gather a group of ex-college players, some ex-pro players who were out of college. Then you'd go play the universities in exhibition games, search, which – Search firm. Yep, and you did a search firm and uh, helped Tennessee hire a coach one time. Uh, I'm coaching at Alabama as the head coach, and you guys bring a, uh, an exhibition team in. Scotty Brooks was the – was the coach and you had a bunch of really good players but along the way especially when you were really young along the way who got who would you say if you guys went back and say boy this person really helped me they they helped us they kind of they kind of gave us a a little wind you know wind behind our backs so we always say we have some great champions for other pump brothers Mm -hmm. like if you were in a room with some people Mark Goffrey's going to champion for the Pump Brothers. No doubt, mm-hmm. whether you're mad at me or not mad at me, you're going to champion I never from. get mad at you. I never okay. get mad. Um, I love you. <laughs> okay, so I think like early on, like Ben Hallam was a big champion of yeah, ours. I, they I were, would think Ben, but Sonny Vaccaro yeah. really gave us our first. Uh, he was our first. Legitimized us. Yes. champion. Yes. And when he was running Nike in the early days and Jim Valvano and and all the gave great, us access. He, he gave us access and, and so forth. But as Dana said, you know, in in the early days, we did have some champions. For you always have to have champions for all the young kids out there. You know, when when you graduate college, and when you're in college, you need to do internships because if those people like you at what you're doing, they're going to champion for you for your for your. The real world out there so i always tell kids when they're in college to try to get internships on what they want to do because those people might hire them or they'll be a great champion mm-hmm. so the word champion as dana brought up is so important in mm-hmm. the real world mm-hmm. i go back and i look and, and, and correct me if i'm wrong on this but i'm glad you mentioned sunny and and you know sunny just just with the movie that came out within this last year and a half uh, about michael jordan and sunny was working for nike and you know, was a real big part of kind of, you know, the family ending up, the Jordan family ending up with Nike as opposed to Adidas or Converse. And I always, I'm glad you said that because I always felt Sonny was really good to you guys. And, you know, what happens over life, and we've all done it, you know, even me, you know, you, you go through periods where you have, you're really close to some people then maybe not as close and, you know, time passes. But talk to me about your guys when you were very young, you're very young, you're probably young 20s, you're starting, and... George Raveling is the head coach at USC basketball, had been at Iowa, very, very, very well respected. But did, didn't he play a little bit of a role uh, as well as kind of, kind of? George was um, definitely, you know, he was like one of the first big time coaches in, uh, that we dealt with and uh, just took a liking. We loved to eat. We just loved, without a doubt, George did. Uh, Another guy that seeded our foundation anonymous check for twenty five grand when we started was a guy named Big Bill, and I never knew what anonymous was, but I found out. Uh, and, so, and, and Dana, you know, as uh, Coach Goffrey brought up, 
um, George Ravlin, there's no question. Um, Brian Hamill, who worked for him, yep. who turned out to be a, a big mentor of ours through our journey. Uh, but some of the great wins when George Ravlin had at USC. We were and there. Then, and then afterwards, we would all go to uh, this famous place downtown. And we had some great, great, great evenings. And uh, But, you know, when I look at it, it's all the great coaches were all little fish at one time. Little fish become big fish. And when I close my eyes and just think of, you know, the, the real Pac-10 back in the day and Mike Montgomery, Lou Campanella, um, you know, George Ravlin, uh, Jim Herrick, you know, Ben Howland, Lou Olson, you know. We really definitely put our imprint in college uh, basketball. And Pat Kennedy once said to me, oh, I was with Fox, and says, you guys want to hear something incredible? There's not a coach here at the Final Four that doesn't know David and Dana. Mm -hmm. And, it's, you know. Pat, Pat, Pat Kennedy um, was the great coach at Florida State in the early days at the ACC who actually did a fantastic job. And then from there he went to DePaul. And Dana and I are very involved with Adidas. So DePaul is in Adidas school. So at the United Center they're playing at Duke. And Duke's ranked number one. And I'm in the – locker room is uh, Pat Kenny's nephew, Brian Kenny's my good friend. And I say to Pat, hey, Pat, if we win, we'll all go out tonight. He looked at me, win or lose, we're going out. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it was sold out, and, 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 and they won. But just, you know, I remember, like, like Porter Moser, yourself. I mean, I look at college basketball, and almost all the coaches today – like whether Mark Few or guys that started with us. So all those relationships are are priceless. Like when I started off talking to you about, you know, I think there's no one that has the ability like David and Dana, but those are 30 years established. I remember when guys would get their first job, we'd send a bottle of wine. We're the first win, we'd get a ball mm -hmm. painted. We would send bobbleheads to every school so our face was on the desk. We'd send ties with double pump behind mm -hmm. it, uh, color of the school. Mm -hmm. So we just always kept yep. creating yep. different ways. And, and Dana, I would say, you know, for people out there, everyone's not going to like you. Some people would look at the pumps and say, well, they're a little bit aggressive and so forth. But back in the day, you know, we had to continue to build relationships and you can't worry as you get older you can't worry about what no. people say no you just gotta you, you just have to <laughs> yep. go go about your business and you know build a foundation have great champions for you and uh, i know coach um in the years your uh your um your father's uh, joe goffrey mm -hmm. was a huge mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Joe was a big part of us, mm -hmm. championing. Mm -hmm. got the ADs mm -hmm. to come to our conference. Yeah. Yep. That was a real hustle. I remember I'd take a red book, and I'd call every athletic director and just how I got them on the phone. And uh, that was a skill set. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like today, one of the things I'll write in our book, you never ask for money on a Monday for charity. <laughs> you, ne you never. That's just people are not worried about giving money. And the way I work relationships 
how I make the ask is great. And, we, you know, we have a great system. It's 23 years. You know, I did a little under 2.2 million this year. It was incredible. And we just, it's a, we had so many wins. I go to the NBA Major League All-Star game. I go to some event. I said, well, who's the title sponsor? I go up and boom, 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 talk to the guy. He calls me on that Tuesday. He says, I want to be your title sponsor. I mm. said, it's 100,000. He goes, I'm aware of that, sir. Great. Isn't that great? That's people, phenomenal. People give to people. But also, like, like David was saying, you know, as you, as you have success, which you guys have had, there, there are going to be people that are either jealous or, you know, we call them nowadays, that, that word is the haters, you know. They're, they're out there. And everybody's got them. When, when you climb the ladder like you guys have done and you've hustled and made a great mark, there's always going to be some people that want to chip away at that. And, and you don't really worry you about know, that. You know, Mark, there, there was a ticket scandal uh, with University of Kansas that slandered the Pump Brothers. David, that was our most depressing time of our lives. And, and, and even though we had really nothing right. to do with it. Nothing, but I, I say that because there was a lot of people rooting for us to be, be part of that and mm -hmm. fail. But once again, we're so resilient mm -hmm. and who we are. And we yep. came back and started our, our Final Four mm -hmm. party to help us with our brand, keep us relevant, and keep <clears throat> our name out there. So let me ask you guys this question because this is this is being interesting. So let's go back. You're young. You're out of college. You're hustling. You got camps going. At that time, if I have this right, Sonny Vaccaro was with Nike, and he, you know, you guys are kind of working with Sonny, and he's got you hustling all over town and and uh, building relationships with these young kids that you know hopefully one day would have brand loyalty to Nike. And at some point, here comes LA Gear. Okay, so let's if you go back. L.A. Gear, um, I don't even know if L.A. Gear is still a shoe. I guess maybe it is. It but is. at that time, L.A. Gear, I think, had signed Michael Jackson, and he was a uh, kind of guy. But they were wanting to go into sports. They, they were wanting to venture into the sports world, if I have that right. And they saw you guys and said, we want to bring you on board. I credit David Spencer and Leonard Armato, okay. and they went after colleges Mm -hmm. Like USC, LSU, mm -hmm. that's how Shaquille gets there, and that's how Shaquille goes with Leonard as an agent, Stan Morrison, you know, and we were there building those relationships. Auburn, Cliff Ellis, we mm -hmm. gave a mm -hmm. big check to, and then LA Gear had their own trip we were invited yep. to. Mm -hmm. They kept legitimizing the But pump. if you come back on that, here's what I want to know. So how does it happen? How does it, it again? You know, somebody you guys are working at Nike and you're or working for Sun and you guys are hustling and you guys are doing a great job and you're building a reputation. You're building the fact that hey, these guys can shake and bake it and get something done. And then all of a sudden, you guys are getting ready to have uh, a massive check come your way. Back then, and it's still big, but even back then, it was even bigger with LA Gear. Tell me how that happens. Well, Mark, there's a saying. You just have to go out there and make plays, mm -hmm. and good things will happen. But explain to them how it happened. And you know what? With all the things we would do, let's say we weren't making money, the um, the perception out there that the Pump Brothers in, in the West Coast um, had a great platform, and L.A. Gear saw that. We, they wanted to legitimize their brand, and they saw the pumps that can legitimize their brand. Mm -hmm. There was no social media then. So having the, the young, you know, Harold Miner, uh, Tracy Murray, Derek Martin wearing those shoes legitimized L.A. gear. So 
the kid in Calabasas would go buy the product. Right. It's very simple. Legitimize right. the brand. And and you get a check from LA Gear, the first check. Forty five thousand dollars. What do you guys were you excited? We brought Ramon was in the car with <laughs> yeah. us. Were you fired up? <laughs> yeah, and my mom would say When hair grows on my palm. <laughs> when hair grows on my palm, are you gonna bring a check like that home? And you know what, Mark, when you look back uh, it, it was a it was a great learning lesson. It, it was great, you know. We would go to the final four, and Dana and I'd have all these big parties. And like Dana says, it legitimized the yeah. Pump Brothers, and it gave us credibility because then we would get LA gear to all these high schools and so forth. Yeah. And uh, they get kids on our our AAU team. We would build relationships, whether mm-hmm. it was LA gear or Adidas. Yep. We were ahead of the game, like. You know, Simi Valley had all these players at one time, uh, Brandon Fulov and, you know, Butch, Bob Hawking. We'd give product. Don McLean. Don McLean. That's before us. But we'd give shoes and they'd be loyal to play on our pump yeah. and run team. You know, at one time we had a lot of influence in college basketball. We had a lot of power. We have obviously don't have that anymore. But it was a great run. You know, we had players. We had a search firm. We were giving products to colleges. We were influencing Adidas to sign schools. Uh, you know, we just had a lot of influence at that time, and it, it was great. I wouldn't change the way we've lived our life and how we've made a living. And uh, you know, I would say we're in the third period of the game right now of life, and just just we're having fun. Like the charity is so much fun, and to see it. I mean, you saw one of the great stories on during COVID. How I'd sit on your couch and I would raise a million dollars. So let me let me let me explain that so people can understand. So the, the, you guys have done an amazing job. Uh, usually that first or second weekend in August, and uh, right here in Los Angeles in uh, Beverly Hills, and uh, you've you've put together a gala that has raised a tremendous amount of money, uh, like we talked about for the Northridge Hospital. I think over eleven and a half million now. And uh, but the gala is usually at one time it, you had golf and you, and you had everything, but now it's basically a, a, a Thursday night party and a Friday night event. But I'm going to tell you guys this quick story, and then you, you're going to I want you to talk to me about it. So I'm living in Alabama. <clears throat> I'm working at ESPN. This is in between. I'm coaching at Alabama and NC State. I've got a great buddy who owns a little pub, just a little tiny little pub. So his name is Chopper. I love him to death. I said, Chop, I said, I'm going to go out to uh, L.A. and I'm going to go to this event. I think you'll have a great time. I think it'll be a lot of fun for you. He said, come with me. So I bought him his ticket and we came and come to L.A. And this was the year that your Lifetime Achievement Awards and every year they've been just spectacular. The, the, the people that you've had is, are amazing. But this particular year, uh, one of the honorees was Denzel Washington. And what you guys did was is you had... Um, Cedric the Entertainer, Snoop Dogg, uh, Jamie, Jamie Fox, Morgan Freeman. But then you brought out Morgan Freeman, and I said, "Okay, all right, this is another level here." My guys went to another level on this one, and those guys basically then introduced Denzel. And then at the same year, that same event, you also honor Muhammad Ali. And with Muhammad, you've got Mark Spitz, you've got Oscar De La Hoya. Um, trying to remember who else, but that that lineup was off the chart. And uh, and you're putting all these guys on stage. Oh, you and forgot the other honoree. That year was who was it? Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Which in Hank Aaron we've got uh, Ernie, Ernie Banks. Banks. We've Win- got Dave Winfield. Winfield. 
and we've got um, Joe, Tori, Larusa, Tori, and Larusa, and so um, I can tell my buddy Chopper is in the crowd, and uh, he's just, and we're sitting at the table, and I've got Kenny Smith with me, and I got some other guys, and uh, like they were kind of like almost just afterthoughts because you look on the stage, and so Chopper was like, "This is crazy, you know, it's unbelievable." And you guys' ability to do that, uh, I've told people all the time, they, you could televise that event. You could televise that event around the country. And a lot of people would not believe who ends up on stage as you're honoring you know, different celebrities, athletes, whoever it may be. And uh, you just have done an amazing job with that. It's, it's, it's off the charts. And the real beneficiary is obviously the hospital, which then the beneficiary are the people that, that need the services at Northridge Hospital. So you got to feel really good and feel really proud of kind of where that whole event, the gala has gone from, from the very first year. I mean, I remember going down, driving down, we played Trump National, and I've got my dad and uh, John Wooden uh and I think that year you might have honored Isaiah Thomas with Coach Wooden, I think. I can't remember. But anyway, the lineup was off the chart. And I, my dad and I go out to Encino. We pick up John Wooden. We drive in the car down to, I think it was Long Beach or somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it was. But from the beginning till now, it's got to be unbelievably rewarding to, to look back and say, wow, look, look, look at all the steps along the way and then look where it is now. You, you know, Mark um – there's so many great stories from year one to year 24 coming up. And but there's one common theme. People give to people. There's, yeah, there's no do. question. But, you know, there's always a story how we get an honoree or how we get a celebrity. And our greatest story is, you know, at the time and probably to today, the greatest living athlete was the great Muhammad Ali and... Uh, we used a relationship. Uh, Curtis Conway, great USC football player, played for the Chicago Bears, married uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter. And we reached out to her. We probably called her 10 times. And she says, well, you need to call my step uh, stepmother. So Dana and I proceed to call the stepmother. We get her on the uh, phone. And she says, oh, you can come to Arizona and Muhammad Ali Muhammad and I would love to meet you. So we go to Houston's in Scottsdale. It's Dana and myself and Muhammad and his wife. and Lonnie. Lonnie, who, who Dana and I just saw probably six months ago, who's a redhead freckles. And one of the great stories, when we sit down, she says, Muhammad, these are some really good-looking boys. <laughs> and, and you know, Mark, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen every day. And I'll never forget Dana hits me on the knee and says, we got <laughs> We're <this> in. One. <laughs> we're good. And then she yeah. asks, she goes, Muhammad wants to know who you're honoring. And I said, we're going to honor Hank Aaron in Denzel, Washington. She looked and said, that's incredible. But the most incredible story was we walked outside the restaurant. We get in the car. We looked at each other. We never spoke to Denzel <laughs> and Hank Aaron. But the moral of the story, we got it done. No question. So many, those, so many of those stories. And, 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 Mark, when you think about it, we've lived a fantasy oh. from Sandy Koufax, you know, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, Jamie Foxx, Denzel Washington, the great John Wooden, Coach K, uh, Roy Williams. In the early days, we had a lot of college coaches there. 
and, and we have one Smokey picture. Robinson. Mm. Smokey Robinson. We have a picture at our in, in our office uh, in the early days, and we probably had twenty Hall of Fame coaches coaches at our gala, and uh, you know it, it, we've lived a fantasy. Um, Two you know, boys, one ball, one dream. Yeah, and, and I would say this, uh, Hank Garen and Sandy Koufax, to me, were the two that... Well, Joe Namath wasn't bad. Oh, no, J- Joe How Namath. about the guy? Good afternoon. Uh, Vin I, Scully. I hope you're having a great day, Vin Scully. I, th- I used to say when Vin Scully talked, I thought God was talking to me. I mean, he just his voice was like... It's from the heavens. It's from the heavens. You know, of all the guys, David, that was special. But you know what? I think year 24 this year will be special. Yeah, there's no question. And every year we try to better ourselves. We want to get Deion Sanders this year and uh, like Tom Brady in these next two years. Wayne Gretzky. We we, we want to get. You will. uh, You will. Yeah. There's no doubt you will. And, and, And we want to get icons. But listen, it's been a great. Uh, Joy, I, I think Dana and I feel that um, we've been blessed and beyond our wildest dreams. You know, beyond our wildest dreams, and uh, you know, we still enjoy going to the Final Four and seeing all the young college coaches, and uh, it's fun and uh, to seeing some of our um, people we grew up with are, are the big coaches today and. You know, that's going to change in the next six, seven years. You're going to have, you know, a bunch of new coaches. But in the last five years, to see a Jay Wright, Coach K, Roy Williams, uh, Coach Godfrey, all the coaches that we grew up with, uh, Ben Hallen. Jamie Dixon. Are, are turning the page. Well, if I go and to think about it from my perspective, I think we, like guys in my era, even guys who are a little older and just a little younger, but our group, my era of guys, you mentioned a lot of them, we kind of grew up together. You know, I yeah. watched you guys grow up, and you're watching us, and yeah. you're watching coaches kind of climb the ladder, but then we're watching you guys as well go from Campbell Hall camp to the scouting service to working for Nike and then L.A. Gear, then working at Adidas. You've covered the gamut. With every shoe, there's, there's all, I, I, of I got another, all of them. I got another great story. Okay. So... Everything's about perception. So every Monday during college basketball, Billy Tubbs would call me. He thought David and I voted for the top 25. And David says, don't tell him we don't. He thinks <laughs> we do. So every Monday, hey, Dana, this Coach Tubbs, you know, we had a big win. We need to be in the top 20. And, you know, I'm sure Billy told, hey, God dang, those pumps, they vote for the college. Uh, I'll never forget. Ben Hallen was at UCLA, and there was a Sunday they had a, they were watching where they're going to be seated. But I found out before the television where we were going to UCLA, and Ben told the media, you already knew we were going to um, Philadelphia at the time. And one of my guys, the floor guys, you know, like Connor's floor, like Gary Gray, this guy told me, oh, no, UCLA's going. So, like, I remember that was drama. Like, how do the pumps know before <laughs> everyone else? So it's interesting. A uh, couple things that come to mind is you guys have done a great job with the gala, and you brought this up, Dana, and I want to touch on it because this is, I think, it's really it's interesting and uh, fun for people. But COVID hits. So... 
at that time you and i are living probably i don't even know it's not a quarter of a mile it's probably a i don't know you can walk from house to house in about three minutes but anyway we're living close together there's going to be no gala this is august of 20 would have been 2020 you can't you can't have the gala and uh what are we going to do that was kind of the thing and what you guys did which i was really proud of and i've told this story to a lot of people because i really watched I mean, I watched you, you know, more than David at the time because you lived right there. But I watched you sit in my little chair over there and uh, eat all my food in my refrigerator at the time in my pantry. But, but got on the phone, whether it was Aaron Boone with the Yankees and Roy Williams at North Carolina, it didn't matter who it was. And what you did was you guys got creative, which a lot of people uh, don't understand. Sometimes you have to you have to find a new a new way and what you did was you began to auction off experiences a charity with, with those people for charity and yeah. so now i can donate to a charity and then i can go spend spring training i can go down on the field with the yankees or whomever it may be and then all of a sudden these experiences became part of the the thing so it, it was just one step ahead you know it was a negative time in the world you know, the world shut down and i wanted to make sure that i was going to fulfill my commitment that year and david and i just put our mind together and we said let's create a bunch of experiences and mm-hmm. i remember the aaron boone the first one we got like seventeen thousand. then we did uh instagram followers mm-hmm. so i called mike i said mike someone gave us 37 boy, the 37 thousand Kiki, the pump got thirty-seven thousand. I said, I said, Mike, I want to sell it number two, number sell it a hundred times. You know, that's incredible. And I had Jamie Foxx follow people, and Cedric the Entertainer, and Anthony Anderson. And I remember, God, we made almost a hundred thousand dollars on like five guys following someone. That's real money. And I just was so satisfying giving that money to the hospital that year of all the years because. You know, it was so challenging. And then we had people still gave commitments to the hospital. And that, that was and, definitely and, our and, finest and, hour. Yeah. And Mark, you know, that was a time in life where everyone was accessible. Mm-hmm. You could, Dana and I set up Zooms and we had Oscar Robinson on a the Zoom. The ABA Zoom we had, we got like 25 <laughs> ABA guys, Larry Brown, Rick Berry, Artis Gilmore. We just did Zoom. And then we did a Zoom. I mean, it was, that was a- everyone was at home. Everyone was uh, available. And uh, but what you did though was is you kind of pivoted and you switched gears, which is a great lesson sometimes for people. In that you know, as one door is closed, it's out of your control. COVID hits, you can't do it. You got to figure something else out. And I think when when uh, you know, from my perspective, when I watch you guys and how you've grown over the years. You just keep you keep finding ways to open up a new door. You keep finding ways to discover something new. And a lot of times, people in life they they struggle with that. You know, they they can only kind of stay in their lane. They can't figure out. Okay, I got to figure something else out. And you guys have done an amazing job. If you if you if you put down on a piece of paper and actually wrote a resume, which I don't even think you guys ever had, and you went through every different experience that you've had from shoe companies and AU teams and exhibition games and search firms and tickets it comes and down this to one thing. That. Yeah relationships but it also comes down to hard work because you don't wake it, up in the morning no. and all this happens it, it does dana as the coach says you got to be in a position 
to win, and we're always in a position. Always. But, Mark, I always say there's a lot of audibles. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've had some audibles. You had to. And, 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 yeah. You go to the line of scrimmage every day, and there are some audibles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's two of us, so you try to figure out. And uh, for, for the people out there, people in general, um, as Dana and I said, you got to have some champions. You got to work hard, and you got to keep reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, good things will happen, and you have to continue to make plays. Mm-hmm. Every day, Dana and I try to make plays, and uh, th- that's my talk to all my friends. What the fuck you an offensive coordinator now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I mean Mark you have to you have to just make plays. Well, it's making plays and uh I'm really uh I've always been proud of you guys cuz you guys have you 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 understand how what it means to work. Like I, and we're in a we got young people in this generation coming out and I don't I like picking on them a little bit here and there but um I'm not sure that they're as tough sometimes as you got to have some toughness. You guys have had some. You guys have had people criticize you. You've had bumps in the road. You've had, uh, you know, different things happen where it could have deterred or, you know, you kind of fold the tent up for a while. You guys have never done that. You've never done that. You just keep swinging every day. You walk up to the plate and you said, I'm going for it. And because of that, and you, you guys are in it, so you may not even see it as much, but when you're when you're on the outside looking at you two guys, it's it's a nonstop hustle, work ethic, go hard, figure it out, solve the problem. You got to f- solve a problem every day. We all do. Yeah. You guys have been able to solve it. And even in the COVID year with the gala, I was unbelievably impressed at how you solved the problem because there was a problem. We, we can't have our gala and we're not going to raise any money and we want to give money to the hospital and there are people there that need it. And we got to figure it out. And you did figure it out. Yeah, matter, I, matter of fact, you figured it out in a big way. It wasn't a little way. It was a big way because it ended up being a, a, a phenomenal year. We have another problem. Five years from now, mm-hmm. Dane Pump, Pump and Run is back. <laughs> David and I back at it. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this question here because we're, we're going to wrap up here. So let me ask you this one. And David, David uh, you guys may have a different um, perspective or different but I ask this question a lot and I love asking this question because I love the answers I'm getting every time I do a show but I always ask <clears throat> and you have two uh, you have twins right now two little ones that are adorable and they're amazing but if I could say to you Dana I want you to answer the question too Dave but if I could I'm going to go Dana first if, if, if you had the ability to breathe into them to gift them Characteristics that you want them to have as they grow up and become adults one day. But you said, I'm just going to, I can put this in you, whatever those characteristics are. Because parenting is difficult, by the way. You, you've, you're learning it now, but wait till they get to be a little older. It, and it never ends. Mine are 27 to 32. It still never ends. I mean, it's part of being a parent. You love your children so much. But if you could gift characteristics and just breathe it right into them, what would they be? I think uh, with Leah, you know, believing in God uh, would be number one, just being a good person, saying thank you, dream big. I think 
believing in the Lord is number one, and then and everything will work out itself. I just think uh, you're just a good person. Th good things happen to good people. David, gift. You're gifting a child. You're gifting them characteristics. What is it? You know, to what Dana said, I agree a lot. And then I would also say <clears throat> building relationships for kids today and so forth. To, to be a good person, um, I think that's a dying um, for people just to be good. Helping others. Helping others is very satisfying in the world. And uh, it's a crazy world. We get of, off by helping others. No question. It's interesting because um, I think your answers are great. And one, one thing that I have enjoyed with you guys since all the way back to 1988, whenever that, that was I first met you, is as we go through life, you realize there are some people that you have great friendships with, and that's fine. But if something tragic happens, you kind of, all of us in the world, we, we, we kind of know who's actually going to be there when when when. When we hit the bottom, and, and that's what life is all about. I have at times, you guys have at times, you, know, you go through these struggles. And then you say to yourself, okay, who's really, really, I mean, I'm, let's, who's going to be there? Because a lot of people aren't. But like I have felt you two guys would always be there, no matter what. No matter what. Vice versa. And vice versa. If, if, if I said, Dana, I need you, David, I need you to blah, 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 boom, I think you'd come. No doubt. And, no. and, and that's where your relationships, I mean, you guys have a million. We all have a million. You guys, you know, but you, you still got to know who's in that group because not everybody's going to be there. Yeah. Would you agree? No question. I always say a lot of friends could be there, be your friend because they know you can help them and do things. But, um, Big Bill, Brian Hamlin. Yeah, yeah. Fox. You know, you know we're mm -hmm. very fortunate. You know, we have a good group of friends and that if anything ever happened to me, are going to be there. And, of course, freaking frack, I got Dana <laughs> and Dana has me. So that's built in right there. Yeah. Well, man, I've enjoyed it. Love visiting with you guys. I love you guys. You guys know that. You and I uh, appreciate everything you've done for people. You've done a lot for people. And uh, I say thank you for that. So thank great you. having thank you. you. Thank you. All right.